Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to the Getting Salty Experience Podcast. That's right. You're listening to the best GD self-proclaimed podcast in the whole wide world. Right, Roof? I'm not even saying first response. I'm saying the best one in the whole wide world. Really? Joe Rogan who? What? Yeah, Ooh. that's what I'm saying. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. us. Getting Salty Experience oh, Podcast. Peter, give him one. It's Joe oh, Rogan. My. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Yes, dickhead. Oh, no, no, no. Is that the one? No. Yeah, I like it. Joe Rogan doesn't bring the firehouse kitchen table to you. That's true. Only me, Ruffy, and Petey Pete bring the firehouse kitchen table to you guys, the one and only. We're back. Anything happens, as you can see in the past couple of shows, anything happens at the kitchen (laughs) table. Everything happens at the kitchen table. Sometimes nothing happens at the kitchen table. Sometimes <laughs> something happens and we say nothing happened. Sometimes something really happens and something really happens. You know. Did you have coffee already? I had an espresso. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Holy that was coming. I told you I got a new cappuccino maker for my oh. daughter's boyfriend. Oh, all right. I didn't know you were uh, partaking before the show. <laughs> what was that, Petey? No offense, but it sounds like that's some fucking commie gobbledygook. <laughs> where, is, where is that from? Oh, it's that's no, when uh, Norm McDonald roasted Sarah Silverman talking about herself oh, in the third person. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sure you, do. you know her. You know her. I'm ready. Darren, Darren said espresso my ass. <laughs> that's yep. the 80s right there, Darren. That's a couple of 80s. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. One, two, tell, oh, yeah. What do you need? A little something? A little something? Should we one, tell two, them? A little, uh, a little something we, for you? A little two truths? Maybe one, two for you? What? What do we want to do? We want to tell them who the show is brought to them by, or do we want to do our pledge and then do the uh, let's show? do the pledge first? Let's get right out there and be uh, patriotic. <clears throat> All right, guys, here we go. Stand I don't want to have to do the disclaimer again. We did it once before. We're not standing up unless you want a bull shot. So I'm gonna right, while, while the while the uh, flag goes full screen, we're gonna all de de uh, yes. hat and all that stuff. So here we go. Oh, hold on. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And that is all. Beautiful. See that? Baby now we figured it out. The fidget midget. <laughs> oh, my God. 
God. I think me and QC, I think me and QC base are gonna have to meet up somewhere, bro. Maybe a park a lot of something. You know what I mean? Uh, that guy's got a smart mouth, dude. That's not bad, though. You're a little fidgety. You're yeah, little yeah. Tonight, yeah. I'm a little, maybe you always have coffee beforehand. You actually, dick. Me? <laughs> dick. No, not you. you QC. Have, no, no. Yes, dickhead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> always have a show before you come on. You do? No, I had, I had a nice little afternoon one. Late afternoon. Yep. Oh, all right. Maybe, all right. Maybe that was the reason right, how you, all you know, right. you're full Maybe. Energy. Could Maybe. be. Why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, do a little sponsor here, Pete? Yeah, the, well, our sponsor, our sponsor tonight <laughs> is, guess what? Ourselves. GettingSaltyApparel.com, where you will find <laughs> the freshest, most fly. That's right. I use those words. Apparel and accessories. Firefighter apparel and accessories, to be exact. You get your hoodies there. It's hoodie season. Get them on. Uh, hats. Uh, I think we have beanies, too. Right, guys? Uh, we have a few beanies left. Yep, yep. Check yeah, we them out. We got the Goopalinis. Yeah, we got some Goopalinis. So, go on over to GettingSaltyApparel.com, guys. If yeah. you have a firefighter friend or family in your life, then you need to get a little something special for. That's GettingSaltyApparel.com. Also... Everybody here live with us tonight, Ooh, hit us up in the chat. Super Chat. If you guys uh, just want to throw us a few shekels because we're your favorite firefighter podcast out there. That's what how we sponsor the show. You guys sponsor us as well. Uh, we always appreciate the Super Chats. So throw us a few shekels in there, and mm. uh, we will read your comments. All right? There it is. Beautiful. Boom. Beautiful thing. Chief Cleos is in the house. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I saw somebody else. Well, oh, fat man, uh, Daddy Ray's back in the uh, chat too. The fattest oh, of all. Fatty fat. fat with a pH. pH. Yeah, we got a different type of show tonight. We got a guy who's uh, got on way back in the '60s. Mm. Yeah, he was in a busy place. Didn't spend much time there, but uh, fate brought him other places. And like I was saying to Louis and Pete in the uh, chat beforehand, that there are many ways. That you can be involved in the fire service, and this man definitely found a way to be involved in the fire service. Would, would you say, Ruffy? Would you would you concur? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that when you, we first talked about uh, getting him on the show was he was involved with uh, the People's Firehouse with two twelve. Everybody kind of knows the story, but this guy was involved, you know, firsthand yeah. in that. So uh, I was kind of interested in hearing his story about that, and I was actually yeah. talked to him about that in uh, in the pre-show too about that. So. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hold on one second. I got to take a time out. Odie. <laughs> Come here. Should I mute him or? No. Uh, no. no. Right. You're not going to yell at him? I thought you were going to beat him like no. you did. No, I feel bed. bad. I, I feel bad. I yell. I went ape shit on him a little bit before the show because he was making noise. Now I feel bad. I got to make up with him. Rub his Kick him I out. Lost, uh, what did daddy do? He lost his what? I lost my cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Felt bad. I lost All my right. cookies. Lost my cookies on him. Man, All right, handle your personal business on your own. Beat your kids on your own time. I got right. a guest. Come on. Yeah. All right, let's get to our guest. What the hell is this shit? Do we, do we Come say on, man? We say he got on back in the day in the sixties. I don't want to say he's on when he got on. I think maybe I was born when the year that he got on or something. I don't know. Let's bring. Oh, and by the way, we've been saying his name wrong. It's Mike Hyam, not with the with the Hyam. What he are you said, talking oh, about? I thought Hyam. it was I thought it was Higgum, Mike Higgum. But he says Mike Hyam. So let's let's bring in both Mike Hyam and oh, wait, Mike Higgum. Uh, <laughs> here he is, Mike Higgum slash Hyam. There he hey. is. How, are you doing? <laughs> How do you say it, Mike? Mike Hyam or Mike Higgum? Hyam. 
Just H-I-G-H and then A-M after that. Uh, people very rarely get it right, so don't feel too bad. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. I got it wrong. Ruffy got it wrong. My wife got it wrong. I got Mike Hyam on today. She goes, Mike Hagum? I go, no, Mike Hyam. <laughs> yeah, I, see, I see all the fire pics in the back there. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yep. Welcome to the show, there. fella. So let's get right into uh, – oh, we have a, well, we didn't do a, a word of the day, did we? That's all right. I think uh, this one is a is a drink on your own accord. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Well, maybe we should have like the audience it. throw one up and see the best one that they can throw up. Oh, my God. They'll say fire. Yeah, no. Fire. All right. <laughs> let's get into Mike Hyam's career, shall we? All right, Mike, where are you from originally? What neighborhood did you grow in? What neck of the woods, nape of the neck, did you come I from? I lived in uh, Westley in Staten Island on Kyber Court, which is around the corner from the uh, National Guard Armory, uh-huh. about a quarter mile from Clove Lakes Park. Uh, it was a real great place to live. Uh, the street I lived on was a lot of firemen and cops and sanitation workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, real blue-collar place. You have any family on a, on a job or cops or firemen, anybody? Yeah. Um, my father and my grandfather, uh, my grandfather was a, a cop with one of, you know, where they used to wear that hat and, uh, the helmet <laughs> and the NYPD. Back in the day? And, and Yeah, back in the day, way back in the day. Way back. And, and my father was a Port Authority officer. Wow. And when it came... <laughs> I, after I got out of the Navy, I took the test, uh, the cops test and the fireman's test, and I got a 98 on the cops test and 93 on the fire. And uh, there was a fire captain lived uh, George Harrison that lived across the street from me, and I, you know, I was discussing with him about which job to take, and he says, "Take the fire job. It's a good job." Really? Not the way he said, "Good job." That <laughs> really connected. And I'm so glad. I thank my lucky stars that that's the way I went. What What did your dad say when you said you're going to take the, the FD? He just wanted to have me to get – he said civil service. Civil that's service. it, right? Listen. You're talking to – you're preaching to the choir here. That's what I'm telling my son. Now, take that test. Take that test. Take that test. Come on, Nick. Take that test. When's that next test, Nick? When's it coming up? Take them all. Take them all. My father, he was on a job um, – at the bridges and the tunnels throughout the city. And uh, he moonlighted uh, in the stagehands union. And he used to be on the Johnny Carson show, Dark Shadows, Sid Caesar. Wow. Oh, my God. He was on all all of those. And uh, one time we went went to a a filming of the, the Honeymooners. Jackie, yeah, yeah, uh, I just watched. I just watched the marathon on uh, the first every <laughs> and, uh, January first. My brother and I, we met Art Carney, who was a real. Oh character. my god, that's awesome! Wow, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's good. Holy shit! You're Most talking that is way that is way back, right? All right, so you take. Uh, let's talk about the Navy a little bit. So you were on a a submarine, right? A submarine tender. Submarine tender. It's like a a floating shipyard that's. Stationed in the home port of uh-huh. this, where the submarine at the submarine state uh, at the submarine bases, uh-huh. and they pull up next to us, and uh, we'd go down and and work on the submarines. You go into the they had the Polaris submarines that that uh, at that time, and it had sixteen tubes with <laughs> enough 
enough uh, missiles Ammo? to destroy yeah. the whole world with one submarine. <laughs> and you go down in there, and they call it Sherwood Forest. Nice. <laughs> they were stacked up all over. And then uh, we'd have to go down, work around the reactor, and we'd have to wear film badges. And they never told us what the film badges said. <laughs> so I guess it was all right, but uh, made you wonder at the time. And where was this? Where were you stationed? Was it here in New York or was it the uh... uh, New London, Connecticut? Oh, right. That's where the, the submarines are up there, right? And the USS Fulton, which was so old that it still had wooden decks. Wow. And then I got on USS Canopus and we put that into commission. Um, we were stationed in Charleston mm. and then in Rota, Spain. Mm. You sure it wasn't the USS Cannabis? <laughs> you know, back in the day, Mike, you know what I'm saying? The, the other guys on the other ship used to call it the can of pussy. When you traveled around, right? When, when the Navy came right into town? That's it. Fleet week, right? When you came yeah. in, oh, that's it, baby. I love it. All right, so you take the test, you get called for the FD, and uh, in 1968, right? Right. I don't want to burst your bubble, Mike, but that's when me and Louie were born. So I don't make you feel old right now. I don't want to do that to you. But... <laughs> All right, so you get out at 68, and they send you to Harlem. Now, how did you get the 14 truck? Did you know somebody, or what happened? Well, I, it was just luck of the draw. Here we go, Louie. How many times did we hear that? to know somebody. I just, I you know, know, I just went wherever they sent me. and uh one of the black firefighters, uh, when he saw where I was going, he says, uh, tell me you're a brother over here. <laughs> you know, it's like, but uh, I pulled into, um, found a parking spot on 125th Street there and uh, walked into the firehouse and I had my, my boots and my rubber turnout coat and my helmet. And uh, about halfway into the firehouse, uh, this guy walks up to me and it, it it's Bob O'Brien. He says, "Hi, Mike. I'm I'm Bob O'Brien. I'm going to be your, your company officer." And he says, "I want you to do one thing." He says, "I want you to be the best firefighter you could possibly be." Nice, right? Okay. About twenty minutes later, <laughs> we, we, you let him down. We get called, we get called out. Uh, it's it's a fire in a vacant building that had cinder blocks in all the windows. The first floor was open, and there was a fire going. It had been a store, and there was a fire going on the first floor, and it was extending into the second floor. And so he he gets us up on the the fire escape, and he, he uh, me and a forcible entry man Marty Hughes, and he says, "Okay, open that up." So we start busting the bricks out, the, the cinder block out with the axe. And like, we get a hole open and I go, hey, we ventilated, man. That's it. He says, okay, come on, we're going in. Hold on to the back of my coat. <laughs> and, and, and I go in and I mean, you know, I was about ready to barf with all that smoke and everything and stink, stings your eyes. And uh, and after the, the fire was knocked down and smoke cleared. And I'm looking around. There's a hole that big over here, and a whole, another one over there. And like we, could, it would, you could have went right through like in two minutes, two seconds. And uh, so, man, man, that's a pretty dangerous job. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 20, maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should have been a cop. 
I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, I, I'd rather deal with fire than with people. I, tell yeah, you. I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you 100%. But, uh, but a after that, it was about a month. I'm trying to, it was maybe a, a month after I was in a firehouse. We get a fire in a, in a vac, what we thought was a vacant brownstone. And we pull in, and the front door is wide open. The interior stairway is just completely involved in fire, and 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 this is the first time uh, they assigned me to the roof. They did it with, with another guy, but uh, Tommy Robertson. Uh, so we go up up to the roof and the adjoining building, and uh, man, it's just like everything spongy, you know. We open the scuttle, and it's like a flame shoots twenty feet up in the air. And we look at each other and go, hey, man, we better get off this roof. And he spots a guy hanging out the back top floor window. And um, let me back up a little bit. Just stop it right there. I want to go back. What happened a month after I got into the company was we had a fire in a five-story tenement. And uh, we forced the door and uh, uh, forced the door. And the engine starts moving in, and the line burst. So, you know, the fire was coming out in the hall. So they got the door closed, and and, and the officer sent me down to the floor below, the fourth floor. And I get down there, and I hear, help, help, coming from one of the apartments where the, the door was open. And I go in, and I look out the window, and here's Bill, Mer uh, Bill Merritt from 26 Truck hanging by his fingertips with fire blowing out the top of the window. Holy shit. He's wearing those, you know, those old rubber gloves they yeah, had? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rubber gloves start igniting, and he went down five stories. Holy shit. And it was a miracle. He, he, he survived, but that was the end of his career. So, and, and like when I saw that, it was like, so you were only on a month or a couple of months is what you're saying. In time. the firehouse a month. Holy yeah. Shit. And and like I, I was like, holy shit. And uh I think there was a chief chief Brennan working and, and I turned around, Chief, Chief, give me something to do, please. <laughs> you know, it was like like that. And uh so after that, um some guy came around uh selling per like a personal rope, like a 30 foot foot piece of rope you could carry in your pocket and uh it had a clasp on one end and a loop on the other end and you know the guys were in, a, in a, at the kitchen table we're talking about well maybe if you got into his situation you could wrap it around a radiator and bail out real and get to the floor below so you know i'm carrying that and i had that in my mind and I, I was always patting that pat in my pocket and going hey, you know if i get into that it's gonna, <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do and uh, so we got that that fire I was just telling you about where they forced the door and the line, the line burst. Right. And I went down the fourth floor. I'm hearing help, help. But I look out and there's Bill. Uh, uh, I'm getting my stories mixed up. Go back to the one. <laughs> That's all right, bro. The one in the brownstone. The one in the brownstone. And he spots the guy in the window. So I kind of like it. I know. It was just like automatic. I took the rope out. I wrapped it around a vent pipe and lowered it to him and said, hold on to the rope until they come with the ladder. Well, he wasn't. 
he wasn't hearing nothing about it. He just he bailed out right away. So we're standing in the back of the brownstone. There's no power pit or anything like right. that. We're standing there thinking, well, should we pull him up? Should, you know, and then we seen him coming with the ladder. First guy with the ladder has, I think, it was a 24 foot. Wasn't long short. enough. Yeah, sure. The second one, second one was 35, and they placed it right next to it. And this guy started, I don't know what the fireman's name was, but he starts climbing. He was on the 24-foot one, and he kind of jumped sideways onto the, the 35. Nice. Went up, and we had kind of moved the guy over away from the, where the window, the fire was venting out the window, and he pulled him off the end, end of the rope. And uh, so, nice. and like five minutes later, the section where we were standing collapsed. No <laughs> so, shit. So, well, I tell um, you, you were saying it was spongy, right? You said it was all yeah, it was spongy all over the place, man. Yeah, you know, and, and 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 it was usually it's like the most senior guy is going to be the roof man, but it was me and another guy that was maybe had two years on the job. I, I don't know. That's the way it worked out. But get back to the firehouse, and uh, I go. Uh, somebody says, says, uh, Captain wants to see you, and I go, oh, shit, man. I wonder if I'm in trouble, uh, uh, maybe if not using the right rope or whatever, you know. So he goes in there and he says, hey, tell, you know, tell me what happened. And, and I tell him what happened. He says, okay. And he called me back in about five minutes. He says, I'm writing you up. And I said, nice. I'm sure losing my job. Me and the other guy got a class A for that. Wow, that's wow. freaking awesome, that's man. So that's yeah. freaking awesome. And, uh, there was another occasion where uh, there was some firemen were cutting the roof open and the wind, wind shifted and uh, they got them out. They were stuck in a corner of the building and uh, we got them. They got them with the towel out. They got them off and we got a unit citation. Nice. I didn't really have much to do with that, but we got a unit citation. Yeah. Well, you, guys, uh, you guys were riding on the outside back then, right? What was it, 68? We're riding where? We're 68, yeah. No, no, no. You were oh, you it was riding on the outside of the rig. Outside of the rig, I'm saying. Yeah. Not on like the sidestep. They had a, a seat behind the chauffeur seat, behind the cab. But I'll tell you another one. <laughs> this was the second towel ladder that was put into service. So it got special calls all over the place because, you know, maybe yeah. Chief wanted to see one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we were talking about that last night, the other night, Rafi, when they said they had the special call fourteen truck to the fire in the Bronx, right? Yeah. Well, this one we got a special call to Far Rockaway. Holy shit! On a cold January night. That's and, when it sucks to be the only towel adder on the job. Yeah, right. Forget <laughs> about the poor oh, yeah, yeah, to be in the towel yeah, adder yeah. when and it's like, cold. The, the chief had to kind of make up stuff to use us to show that he used us. But uh, I got that you. was a cold ride sense. going back, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Just riding there and back was cold, right? Forget about well, operating well, down there. There was a little uh, um, trap door, so a little door above the engine that went through out a little heat. And you could put your hands up there. You know, but that that was it. That was it. And, uh, and you got that, that, was, that rig was there when you got there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd, hey, seen it, I'd seen it at the rock. They had gone over to the rock for training. I never figured I was going to wind up on on that particular truck, but 
but it, it, it was really, uh, you know, towel were, they the, were they the first towel out of roof? Do you know, 14? No, or? first one, guess where they put the first one? One uh, truck down by well, I was going to say one truck, truck man. I was, was going to say that. downtown. So, so you know, that, that's what the guys kept saying. You know, Pat had his, did a showpiece. And we're the one, <laughs> one that's uh, going to demonstrate how you can do it in the ghetto. So you really must have been going all over the place for any type of bucket job, you know. The Bronx. Anything, fourth, the fifth Bronx alarm, right? Third, fourth, fifth, something where they needed, you know. Well, it, it, I mean, they're just so... Uh, so great. I mean, you know, it, it's tough. If you're going to the roof, it's it's or, or any place you're going on a ladder, you're about wore out by the time you get climbing yeah. up a stick. Six stories, right? With a with a and, saw and, and whatever, right? And the tile ladder, you know, you, you got all your strength left when when you when you get to where you're going, and then if you got people hanging out a window here and a window there, right, uh, you can pluck them quick. You can pluck them here, and you wouldn't have to. Get one, climb down the ladder, move right, the ladder. Right, right, you know. right. I make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what, Rufi? All the times you talk about, you know, sticks and towel ladder, I always say I want the sticks because it goes quick. I never thought about that because when yeah, I used to climb what, the, thing the was, aerial, the my knee would be on fire, bro. It would be burning by the time I got the aerial there. was so much fat. Like the towel ladders. The it's slow. Had, yeah, you, they were so the slow. Really quick, man. Right. I don't yeah. Maybe the one that he they had back then was fast, but. The, the 95, the towel out of in 117 was very slow to bucket. I mean, it was good. Like you said, once you got there, it was great. You could keep all your shit in there and get off the roof like a gentleman and take the saw out and you weren't tired, like you said. But the other thing, uh, I just watched again uh, the, your podcast with Tommy McTeague. I worked with Tommy McTeague and just about all the officers and people he was talking about. Uh, and and say so you gotta be crazy to get on this job, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was he was just that was the Tommy McTeague I knew, you know, with a lot more energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's great. And, I can't even. I imagine don't know. That guy in his prime. I think he was. Uh, I think he was a, a Golden Gloves boxer or something. That's why he likes wearing that. The rope, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Either that or he's a flasher. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm I out. think it's a flasher. Yeah. But, but it, you know, I, I just love Tommy. He's he's really a really <clears throat> great guy. How much work were you going to back then, Mike? Like uh they were doing about four thousand runs a year, yeah. but unlike the Bronx, uh not a whole lot of false alarms. Yeah. You know, so a lot of it was work. Uh -huh. Who were some of the guys there that you remember that really st stick out to you that, uh, you know, kind of started you, uh, molded you into, into you know, well, what you wanted to do? The one that standed out was was uh, Bob Bob O'Brien, who was the one that said, I want you to be the best firefighter. Well, he wasn't kidding. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, he, he – the guy, senior guys are telling me about a story where – he carried uh, an unconscious victim over his shoulder down a, a, a towel ladder. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, he had just all kinds of grabs. He, he, uh, he, he, he just was well-respected. Um, he was the captain there, Mike? No, he was a, a lieutenant, lieutenant. made captain when he moved over to 40 truck on the other end, 125th. Yeah, street. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. But, uh, and uh, Vinny Dunn uh, uh, made a comment on one of the pictures I had of him. Uh, called him Mr. Harlem. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. So you were on what you're on the east side of Harlem, right? Uh, 14 trucks. You were running with what, 26? 125th and Lex. Right. Yeah. We ran it a lot with 26 and 58, 40, you know, just depending on well, what you That was a single truck, right? Were they single truck there? No. We were a single truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was like 35 and 36 were there, right? The engines were right around yeah. the corner from each other? Yeah, 36 was around the corner. And um, was that where the firehouses were actually right around the next block from each other? Yeah, like right around the corner. Yeah, like right, right around the corner from each other, right? Yeah. Oh, that must have been cool, though. A single truck in Harlem during the war years, yeah, bro. A single truck with the 12th Battalion. Yeah. And uh, even better with the battalion, bro. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, Joe Galvin was in the 12th Battalion, and he, he was a really great at fires and everything. Uh, he didn't make to spend a whole lot of time in overhaul. He got the job done. And but he was kind of like spit and polish, uh, you know, military bearing, I guess. He had been a, a submariner during the World War II. Wow. And uh, he had a story about um, they dove one day and they left him up there. And he, <laughs> he was kind of floating around waiting for him to pick up. Uh, I don't know if that's one of them stories that guys just tell, but you know, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was there. But he, he was uh, he was kind of finicky in a way because he would come in. Guy would be sitting at the house house watch, not say nothing to them, go upstairs, call the officer, and tell the officer to have the house watchman sweep the sidewalk in front of the house. Now you're talking about 40 feet of sidewalk on 125th Street where the wind <laughs> blows, <laughs> you know. So we had, this one, we had this one guy named Roger Little, L-I-D-D-L-E, -E, and he was kind of built pretty good, and he used to call him Roger Big. And uh, he, was a, he was a chauffeur, and uh, 
he was at the house watch one day and, and Galvin went and did his thing and uh, he had had enough. <laughs> and he a did about a, a 15 minute rant at the top of his voice about how stupid it was to be doing that. And I guess one of the guys said that Galvin had was standing by the pole hole listening to all of that. And guess what? That didn't happen again. Really? <laughs> that did it. No shit. But the other thing is people's firehouse. When the people took over, 300 people went in and took over the firehouse, the cops called the, the division and asked them to ask them uh, to come there and decide what to do. And uh, they asked him, should we, you know, get him out of here? And Gallon says, no, let him stay here. It's the People's Firehouse. And that's how they got that's the name. Yeah, is that right? People's Firehouse. And that was really? the same guy. That was the same guy. Same really? guy. Okay. And the, the other chief I worked with was uh, Homer Bishop. Oh, wow. man, Homer Bishop. <laughs> Who was, you know, like O'Hagan's right hand man and was very involved very heavily with the Rand study. So that's where, I mean, all these things kind of collided with me. <laughs> all these right. people. Wow. But um, I'll, I'll tell you about the Rand study when we get to that point. But uh, yeah. yeah, we could segue. Uh, so, all right. So you're, uh, you're only a few years and then you get hurt, right? Uh, in 14 truck. Is that right. correct? Yeah. And then you move on. And at what point do you get involved? You have various jobs in between, right? Uh, in the early part of the 80s. Oh, and I've, I've worked as a roofer. I drove cabs in Manhattan. I did whatever yeah. it took. How, how did you feel when you left, uh, when you had to get out of the job? Like, what, what were you? I, I hated it. I hated it. I loved the job. And I was, you know, uh, <laughs> after I did that, that, uh, that rope rescue, you know, I asked the captain, I said, what do you got to do to get into a rescue company? He goes, <laughs> and he just sat back and smiled and said, uh, you should go talk to the captain at a rescue company. <laughs> and and, and like, I mean, looking back, I know I would have never made it, man. I just wasn't physically built to do that and uh, as, or as handy or whatever, you know. But, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I, I, re I really just loved the job. Uh -huh. So that's what I was saying in the pre-show. You know, unfortunately, you had to get out, but the, you, you still kept involved in the fire service for, yeah. what, 40 years after that or, or longer? Right yeah. up until now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So tell us how you got involved with, the, like, in 75. You said 75 to 77. You and your wife got involved with the uh, the people's firehouse, 212, when they were going to try to close that My wife and I. Well, what happened was we, we moved to – a four-story walk up in Staten Island at a ferry in St. George. And, you know, we were just looking for the cheap rent because I didn't have much money coming in or anything. And we were living on the top floor. And I started looking at things and like, okay, they had to do a 300-foot stretch just to get to the lobby because it was on like on a hill. And I'm on the top floor. And, <laughs> and, and they just they just eliminated the first two engine, engine 154, about a year or so before. You got to get the hell out of so, here. <laughs> so, so I start, 
I, I start investigating and trying to find out, well, how could they justify doing such a thing? And I, I, I spoke to somebody in the, in the union or the fire uh, officers union. Uh, I think his name was John McGarty. He was a captain. And uh, he turned me on to these people, uh, Rod and uh, Rod Wallace and Deborah Wallace, who were like scientists uh, uh, um, whatever, you know, people that did things through science. And uh, <clears throat> they looked, they had written a rebuttal to the RAND study saying it was not more than a smoke screen, smoke screen to try to confuse the public into what was being done. Right. So, I got, I, so, so I let's, back up, let's back up a little, Mike. Talk about the RAND study first, because uh, that's what – it was basically a, a something, a commission by, by, the, uh, by the city, right, a number cruncher. Was Lindsay, I think, brought it in. Uh huh. And they were just what? They and were the just... Rand Corporation, before this, this is the first civilian oh. use of the Rand Corporation. Before that, they were a nuclear war think tank dedicated to killing people. <laughs> so the Rand Company kind of fit. Right. Because, because they, uh, they, they, <laughs> they, they just, uh, they didn't measure how long it took to get to a, a location of a fire, go up a 10-story building or whatever size and, and actually attack the fire and you know do anything. They just went to the doorstep of the building at street level to estimate response times. Right. And it was like one size fit all. They used units that didn't have any relation to the units that got eliminated. It was mostly in the, it was it was during the war years, and you know they they had put these second sections in right. prior to this time. Okay, twenty six truck had two sections, and they just all they alternate on the calls because it was so busy there. Right. And I remember someone telling me, well, the reason they don't just make a new company and call it twenty six, uh, they call it twenty six two. So that when they eliminate it, people won't notice that much. And I, I didn't believe it. I said, man, you know, we're so busy. How, how could they do that? But anyway, that, that's what happened. And uh, was so they, started, they started closing down firehouses based on really bullshit numbers and bullshit response times, right? Uh, basically well, trying to, to cut the budget, right? And uh, really putting a lot of firemen's lives at risk. Firemen and the public, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, let me read you a little something here. This yeah. is an article I wrote in the Village Voice about that. Since 1972, over 400 New York City citizens have died by fire in, in neighborhoods where firefighting units were eliminated. In their book, Study on the Collapse of the Fire Service in New York City, 1972 to 76, Drs. Rod and Deborah Wallace, one who obtained their data from fire department files, detailed the deterioration of service and revealed that a RAND Corporation study was used to accelerate the planned shrinkage in the South Bronx, Bushwick, and other areas that have been extensively burned out. The closings occurred primarily in communities with fire death rates substantially above the city average and there is evidence that fatality, fatality and other statistics have been manipulated to make the situation 
the PLS series. And, you know, I, and they, in their study, they had a whole section, which I, I was looking for. I, I don't have it available right now. Any, anybody remember Al Benway? He's a battalion chief in the Bronx during the war years. And they, you know, they asked him, well, what actually happens when, you know, you get an alarm and then what happens? And, and then what happens after that? And just went through the whole thing and it was just totally contradicted what, what they come out with in the RAND study. So, you know, uh, so, you know, what, what happened was, I don't know. After that, after we found out about that, me and my wife started going out to, uh, as they were announcing a new round of firehouse closing, and contacted the people in, in those neighborhoods and told them what we found out and, and and also told them that, you know, the only time the city backed off was if they, uh, if the people took over the firehouse and wouldn't leave until they reopened it. And I, was, I think engine 218 that worked real good with. And uh, so, but nobody ever, you know, nobody ever really picked up on it until, uh, we went to Northside, Brooklyn, Engine 212, and uh, met a guy named Adam Vineski, who was like the grocer in the neighborhood. And uh, wow, that's an old term. <laughs> and, uh, grocer. <laughs> and, and he he was heading up the effort to keep the firehouse open. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And uh, so we, we told him that the same thing, you know, the only way, the only thing that works is if you take over the firehouse. <laughs> and we kind of went home and we thought, ah, they ain't, ain't going to do nothing. Then uh, the firehouse schedule, I think, was supposed to be closed on Thanksgiving. And on Thanksgiving Eve, I got a phone call and he says, we did it. And I go, uh, what did you do, Adam? And he goes, we took over the firehouse. <laughs> So what they do? They moved into the firehouse. Hey, we have some pictures of that, right? Do we have any pictures of that? Uh, nope. I think we do. I, I, you might have something there. I, look, I up, look, look up the people's firehouse. It'll come people's, up. Yeah, people's firehouse. Pete was in there. So basically, basically, would you say, Mike, that that the city was definitely complacent in uh, in all those, you know? Basically, all those civilian deaths and, and and deaths of firefighters too. Really, you know, well, trying well, to sh shrink the fire department, right? Well, I, I don't think anybody that was in the Bronx doing ten thousand runs during the war year lived a full life. You know, I don't. don't yeah, there are plenty I, of guys. Right, we've talked about this in the past. How you know the city was complicit in and let allowing the city basically to burn down because they wanted to regentrify the city. And build it back up, and they give all sorts of incentives for people to burn themselves out, or landlords to burn themselves out, and the closing of the firehouses, and all of that is what planned shrinkage they call that. Yeah, basically, that's that's a good, a good phrase, planned shrinkage. I don't know if you can see this. 
What is that um, one? Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you got some. Well, let me just. Pete, I'll send it to you right now. I got it. Okay. Well, this is what I have from well, our. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's that's some of the pictures there. Yeah, yeah, you've got you've got pictures there, and it's uh, they <laughs> they eat uh, on a fire truck. Somebody put a big sign on. That's that's the one. There you go. That. They put that sign. I don't Plan know who did it. They put that sign. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's. I think that's a little over the top. But these were Polish people who had been through a lot during World War II and, and a lot with, with Russia and the communism. And uh, so, you know, in a way, I, I can understand why they would put something up that like that up there. Right. But these were people who were determined. And I advise any everybody. Uh, I thought we'd be able to use the People's Firehouse film on uh, on the show, but apparently we can't. And uh, who's that, that right there? That's me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a tall drink of water there, that guy. Huh? Curly hair, dude. <laughs> no, that was. Uh, I think this was before. Uh, 212, we're trying to get things organized on Staten Island. Right. And uh, they they were trying to put mini pumpers out, of, out at the end of the island instead of pumpers and full crews. What the hell's a mini because, pumper? What's a mini pumper? Yeah, what's that? 250-gallon two, tank with a hose. It's small fire truck. Um, it's a small fire truck. Um, uh, okay, so they were called the tack teams they were going to put there. And, you know, you see the sign of tack teams plus closed firehouses plus the rapid increase in fires and a 60% rise in fire deaths. Don't add up. Help us balance the books. You know, and, uh, but I don't want no way to save money. Stop O'Hagan, save lives. That my wife threw that. <laughs> and that was out at the Staten Island Mall. And you wow. know, we we're trying to get people. Uh, all right. So all these people from the neighborhood move into two twelve engine, right? So yeah. they close the firehouse, and then. People just on the day they close, people move in there. How how does that exactly happen? Mike? Well, they refused to let the city take the engine, and they slept in shifts. Uh, and if if the city came in the night and tried to take the engine, they set the siren off in the firehouse, and everybody would come. No shit! Wow, good for <laughs> that man. I actually worked there. I covered there as a lieutenant a couple of times. I worked. I worked there a couple of times too in in two twelve when I was in in two ten. Unfortunately, Bloomberg closed it. I was going to say he did get it eventually. He closed it, they, right? They did stay open for twenty years, so you know they saved a few lives that way. And that was an old firehouse. That was one of the older firehouses, right? One hundred fourteen years by the time. Uh, yeah, one hundred fourteen years, huh? What's there now, Mike? Do you know what's there now? Is it abandoned or it's is a it... senior center or something like that? I, that's what I heard. Huh. But I'll uh -huh. tell you what, there's a, a, a community organization called the People's Firehouse Incorporated, and they continue to uh, to advocate fire safety, 
um, uh, safe housing, things like that. I went up on their site today and 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 saw it, and they haven't dropped the ball at all. They're really? still still doing it. Good. All right. So after that, after you get involved in the People's Firehouse, we're going to move to about 77. And um, so let's talk about Paul Thayer a little bit. How did you know him? Because it says that uh, you, you went to his funeral, and this is where you got involved with the photos and stuff like that. So h- how did you meet Paul Thayer? Um, I s- saw him a couple of times. Excuse me. I'm dying. You gotta go yeah, yeah. yeah, go for yeah, it. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> Don't shake your eyes, though. Pete gets all upset. <laughs> in the last year that I was at 14 Truck, I'd seen him a couple of times and heard about him. Um, Taking pictures. I knew, well, yeah, I kind of knew we took pictures. I never really saw any of them. Right. And, uh, and, and I knew he wrote in a civil service leader, wrote a column in the leader. And when I uh, got involved with the People's Firehouse, I would make sure I got his column every week because he didn't pull any punches about what was going on. He he just said it, told it like it was that, you know, these cuts are killing firemen and killing civilians and you really got to, you know. And uh, O'Hagan, uh, I know, and, and it, it didn't just start with, with at that point in time because I think Back in the past, when he had a he had a dark room in the basement of the fire factory, twenty six truck, and I think ninety one engine he had one at another time, and uh, I think he got under got on Cavanaugh's nerves, who who had previously uh, made him an honorary deputy chief, <laughs> and, and I think. Uh, Cavanaugh barred him from fire department property, and he had to dismantle his dark room. So, what so, what year are we talking about, Mike? That he's taking these photos? Sixties, you know, sixties and seventies, or fifties, or fifties and sixties. Fifties and sixties. He's out there buffing with fire, taking fire photos and writing columns. Basically, he'd ride the sidestep of a twenty six truck, really thirty five <laughs> millimeter camera, and. When you start looking at those pictures, oh, those pictures are as crisp as if somebody took it with a five thousand dollar digital camera. I'm telling you, right that's now. true. And you, you know, you don't just press a button and the camera sets itself up. He had to get his f stops. He had to get all of that right. And his pictures are impeccable. Right. And as far as I'm concerned, everybody's got a, a goat, goat, greatest of all time, or whatever. That's my candidate right there. I mean, yeah, man. How, how do you beat Paul Thayer? His photos are unbelievable. Oh, when, really we first, are. when we first redid the the uh, website, I got in touch with Mike and asked him if we could use a couple of those pictures for the yeah. for, for the website, just because they're that crisp. Like you say, for something yeah. that for, for something that was happening in in the fifties and sixties. I mean, he's got pictures of guys walking across windows. Yeah, he's got guys like right next, you know, the aerial yep. taking people out of the window. Legit pics. T- yeah. You know, yeah, he got him. Uh, yeah. Did you call uh, Mike Higgum or did you call Mike Hyam? Oh, Who'd Hyam. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you call on the phone? Did you call Mike Higgum or did you call Mike I was Hyam? calling Mike Higgum, but I didn't you realize. You were calling Mike Higgum. Mike Higgum. 
I got that a lot. Mike's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, real original guys. I there. Got yeah. that a lot. Yeah. I was in the firehouse in the 60s, you jackasses. Mike's <laughs> <laughs> heard it all. I don't want to keep calling Paul because it's Paul Thayer. All right, so Paul Thayer passes away in 77. And uh, tell us a story. You go up uh, and you visited his, his, uh, his widow, Dorothy, to pay your respects. Mm-hmm. Take it from there, fellow. Okay, you know, after he passed, uh, I had been uh, in those in the years in between. Uh, I I had been uh, on the phone with Paul, and I was doing the People's Firehouse thing on a pole, getting all kinds of information. Uh, Herbie Iser was really good. I mean, he he just c- compiled the statistics and showed what was going on, and you know we were using. Uh, Paul's columns and what Herbie Eiser was putting out to support the argument that the firehouse ought to get reopened. And uh, after Paul passed, my wife and I went to visit his widow. And um, as we're leaving, we paid our respects and sat there for a few hours. And and as we're leaving, she goes into the closet and she pulls out this box. And in the box, are about 40 11 by 14 prints of those pictures you were going to be showing. Yeah. And she goes, I think Paul would have liked you to have these. And, and uh, I said, no, no, I think you know, they're yours. Really yeah. yours. But she kept insisting. And I, I looked at him and I said, man, you know, these are an important part of fire department history. They ought to get preserved. So I took them. He uh, also... She also gave me in the box were things like oh my god of front pieces like wow. this wow yeah, yeah. that one's falling apart <laughs> can you see it yeah wow oh shit uh, how how old was he when he passed Mike was he older by then was he seventy six I think hmm. well, maybe, no no I think he was younger than that um. I got his obituary here. He 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 was maybe in his sixties. See, we have some of his pictures we can throw up there. Yeah, we're gonna gonna go through them all, man. We're gonna we're gonna. Um, All right. Uh, You know what? We we just for everyone's edification, Lou, you too, because you weren't here for that one. Uh, We are gonna. There's no names on these photos. We're just gonna go through them one by one. We're gonna talk about them. You know what I mean? Yeah, Mike's gonna comment them on if he has any info on them more. Right, Mike? You good? You good to go? Well, what I've been I received no information at all with the photos, and uh, whenever I posted them on Facebook, I'd put a caption and and just kind of. Right. I mean, look at how crisp those guys are on that. that Uh, This this is. Remember that guy Bob (laughs) O'Brien? Yeah. Yeah. First lieutenant. That's him there before he came to 14 truck. Oh, shit. And, uh, I mean, this guy had bulging biceps. He used to wear a shirt, and I thought the seams were coming out on his bicep. (laughs) And uh, he just had a square jaw, you could see, and his firm hair shape. And it was like you weren't meeting John Wayne or somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, man. That's awesome. You know, he was my first mentor. And uh, I, I just loved the man. He went to 40 truck and uh, 
he was uh, he was given the carte blanche on on how he wanted to run that that truck company, and it's really turned out to be a really good truck company. And uh, uh, he uh, after he retired, he got a heart attack, and he, and after he retired, he went to uh, he went to uh, Went to become like a male nurse. They were kind of promoting firefighters to be male nurses, hmm. and uh, so he went to do that, and he did that for a while, I believe, and then he went out jogging. So they thought jogging was good for your heart, and uh, he died with a massive heart attack on a track. It sucks. But um, you know, he's just a guy you, you yeah. can never forget. All right, Petey, go to those guys yeah, up there. Yeah. No mask, too. Yeah, look, look at these guys. Yeah, look at <laughs> I mean, look at that picture, though, man. It's I mean, a charge line. Incredible pictures, man. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Wow. That's a charge line up an aerial ladder. <laughs> Jeez. Look at the guy. Charge line? What is it? Two and a half? What, what, what size line is that? Two and a half. Yeah, it's two and a half up there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna ask, what do you think? Like, how many gallons of water is in that? Uh, Dude, that that's line? a heavy, that's heavy, man. Yeah. Once, that, that, once that nozzle opens up, man, ladder lock that bed, boy. Yeah, you better put your, your, your lights in that guy man. in the bottom there, he's holding it. Yeah, <laughs> that weight wants to go down, no doubt about that. This wow. is I, don't know, I don't know if the line's open, maybe. I think, no, yeah, probably not. Right, yeah, now. And yeah. for all of our audio listeners, they're gonna they're gonna really want to go to uh, our uh, YouTube page to to see these photos because you're yeah, really missing out. Yeah. Um, here's another one here. What's going on in this one? Sunday morning in Harlem. <laughs> Sunday, your typical Sunday morning in Harlem. So, I, what, what's happening? It's a tr- post church, like a like a parade or something. Some it's it's probably Sunday morning. They're doing some kind of procession. Procession. That's what uh, I mean. Yeah. You know, and it's a J.O. Bizzle right down the jo- right the down the block. Look at the chauffeur. Look up. <laughs> he knows how to capture the moment. That yeah, he, dude, that's what it is, Mike. Raise it up. Raise it up. You got people. 
raise it up. They get, you got people hanging out the window. Oh, yeah, look at the window there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah hold, hold on. Let me zoom into that. But look at everybody on look at everybody on the sidewalk. Everybody has a suit on. They're all dressed nice, right? Yeah, yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. And there's the show for chilling. Nice cars. Look at those cars. My goodness. Yeah, man. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Moving on. This is a good one. Look at this grab. Yeah, no doubt, man. I there's a few uh, in, ones in here that I've. That guy's got his hat on still. Oh, his uh, yeah, he's, the guy below. Him. He's, he's got, got the got fedora his... on. Yeah, he didn't want to forget it on his way out, bro. He's looking like a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't wear ball caps in those days. No, no, no. <laughs> look no. at the fire escape too. It's like I'll nice. go back to the fedora. It's like I'll a nice it. fire escape. Oh, look at, look. We should look come out with a uh... salty fedora. Bring them back, Ruffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the uh, the wrought iron on that. Uh, yeah, on the fire decorative, escape. right? Yeah, it's really yeah. nice, man. That's not cheap. That's good stuff. Um, here. Oh my God! Look at this fire photo right here. Good God! Get closer to my eyes. Yeah, I'll zoom in. Hornets is falling. The whole yeah. hornets is collapsed. Okay. This photo, and there's another photo where a fireman is knocked on his butt and his helmet came off, and there's another fireman handling, handing him the helmet. Both those photos were used in a Carnes ad, the helmet. Wow. And and the, the thing was this chunk from where up here, uh, fell down and hit the guy, hit, hit him in the head. It knocked his helmet off and it may have knocked him unconscious, but it probably but, saved his but life. He survived, right? Yeah. Nice. Amazing. Yeah, flip it. You yeah, have this on the homepage. This was on the, we put this on the home, the website homepage. Look at that guy. Just he's got, he's got a suit jacket on. <laughs> that coat he's got on there. <laughs> mackerel i mean what is he going with that jacket it's probably the chauffeur i don't know there's like 16 windows of fire i mean holy crap <laughs> it looks like he's got a scarf on like <laughs> you know it's funny uh so captain tom in the uh chat is saying something that i just noticed and i was going to mention notice the lack of heavy volume heavy volumes of smoke in the photos different fuels than today and more effective ventilation back then and, and yeah I was well, say, ventilation is the windows weren't uh thermal pain so they right. were vent by themselves and most of the shit was wood you didn't have no shitty plastic or exactly or rubber or all this other chemical bullshit so it was a cleaner burning smoke yeah, so yeah. And, and kudos and, for the captain for picking that out look at that no, guy yeah, totally. I was just gonna say, so if it was chugging now, you wouldn't even be able to see from that fire second fire escape down. Coming out velvet, one floor, one floor down. It's unbelievable. Um, here's another one. Oh, look at that rig. Whoa. Okay, fifty-eight. Yeah. Wow. All right. This photo has appeared. It was appeared in the uh, uh, the one Paul Hashigan did the. The hundred and something anniversary. Yeah, yeah, that red book. Yeah, I know. What you're that, that's about. in that. There's other pictures of Paul's in there. Uh, this I've got messages. I, I was told when the picture was handed it to me, she told me that Eastman Kodak had no explanation for how that image appeared. It's kind of like a, a negative image on a 
positive picture. And I, I don't know that much about photography, but uh, and then, then I've had other guys uh, message me and and t tell me the same thing that uh, they sent it out to l two labs and they could never figure out how that got into the picture. Really? <laughs> uh, it could have been. Uh, it could have just been the smoke condition was causing some of those shadows. Because you see this right here, these uh, shadows on the back of the, on the guy on the uh, on the hose there. Yeah, go up on it, Pete. Yeah, let me zoom in. That's what might be tripping tripping everybody. Because you see, it looks like they're they're in shadow, like a negative. Uh -huh. That's uh, that is cool, though, bro. Very very cool. Hey, Pete, pull it back too. Look at it. Look at the bell. That's the bell I have in here. That came off a seventeen engine when I got this. You don't see lighting like this. Like unless you know, this is like it's it's almost like the image has been burned and dodged, which is an old uh, trick that you would do with um, with film in the lab um, to darken areas. It's nice. very very this, cool. This guy's pictures of. I mean, I've seen them before, but every time you see him, you're like, God damn, man, these pictures are unbelievable. Yeah, man, that's a really great photo. It almost feels like the the truck is black. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so cool. So um, here's another one. Look at this. There's chaos, yeah. and then photographers just capturing the chaos. I, I called that one group photo. Yeah, I'm surprised the photographers aren't beating yeah. each other up to get the shot. It's yeah, crazy. notice the cobblestone street too, man. Nuts, nuts, dude. Cobblestone Street. What else? To, what else can we pick up? Look at what these guys are doing here. Look at great detail. Too. Ah, that looks like yeah, one of the, just one of those tin, uh, the outsides of a of a shack or something. What is that, man? That's it. They're pulling it off. Man, these photos are awesome. Freaking awesome. All right, here's a guy taking a blow, or or what's going on? Yep. Boots yeah, rolled man. up, taking a blow, man. Yeah, man. Look at that. Look at those coats, dude. Look at it. Mike, is that 91 engine, you think? No, it's 91. 91, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Badass. He captures a lot. All right, cool. And get right. The same guy, 91 engine, man. Yeah, cleaning up. Gets yeah. Mutts off his face at the hydrant. Man, those old school New York City hydrants. Look man. at that cap he's got. I guess I put there's a, no cap there. He put the cap on there. To, I put a caption on, on, on this one. Uh, White Claw never tasted as good. <laughs> <laughs> That's for Louie. Oh, that, might, that might make the uh, Instagram tomorrow, my brother. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. That might make it that might what make it tomorrow. It? 101. Okay, good. I'm gonna write that down right now. Actually, I gotta start marking times. Uh 10143. Excellent. Um hold on here. Oh man. This kid's burnt up, man. That's gotta be the Bronx. Look at that Bronx bend. Whoop. Oh yeah. Squad one. Squad one. Holy wow, shit. Oh man, oh man. The Bronx Bend, the kid, the kids all barely made it, man. Look at that. Holy shit. All right. The boots always get me, dude. I have my father's boots in my garage. The guy so just like these? On, for God's sake. Yeah, the roll-up ones. don't even yeah. have a coat on. Good God. Yeah, maybe, it's, maybe it's the winter. <laughs> the other guys was the summer. Good God, man. What nice. a cool shot. All right, here's another good one. So what's happening here? 
I don't know what the hell is going on with that one. It's like a halogen. No, that's not even a halogen. That's a pry bot. It's a. And then what's this flashlight? That's what they carry. Good old God. school. Look at this tattered uh, coat. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's all torn up at the bottom. The guy took a beating. I'm he sure. Took a little too much. Yeah, he's got some black snot on him, bro. He took a beating. Whoa. Jeez, uh, man. Um, well, here's a. What's this one now? Okay. This newspaper clipping here. That. <clears throat> that's a story that appeared in a Long Island Today paper or something like that. Um, Paul Thayer had a daughter that that was born after his parents had separated. And independent of knowing anything about her father, he became a fire buff. Yeah. <laughs> Her name is Maggie Maggie Thayer Fitzgerald, I think. Wow. And that's a picture of Paul Thayer there. And that's another picture of that Paul Thayer that I don't have and I would like to have if anybody's got it out there. So his daughter became a fire buff without knowing her father was a fire buff photographer? Yeah. That's crazy. Huh. That is crazy. Uh, you know, actually, this is a good question in the chat. Do you know by any chance what kind of a camera was being used? Was it just a 35 mil? It, it was a 35 millimeter. I don't know the brand or anything like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, because, you know, back in those days, they had some really nice 35 mil cameras, like the Leica cameras that were used for, they were this big. Real small, small lens, but made beautiful photojournalistic shots. Super crisp, man. Super crisp. So that might have been, that could have been it, perhaps. Oh, shit. There's another guy, another brother. Oh, with that God, computer. dude. Look at this. I mean, that was a common thing, man. I mean, even even when, when we got on Coop, you would see guys, you know, I'm sure Mike would see that all the time. Is guys were always taking oxygen after the job, right? They were always had smoke inhalation after every fire. Because I don't know about the deputy. I don't know about the deputy coming over to, to uh, see how I am over yeah. there. But I, I, right, uh, kid. get up, kid. I took oxygen at one time, and uh, you know it was a real snotty job and everything. And I took oxygen, and I, they gave me the oxygen, and I said, "Okay, thanks a lot." And I start heading back to the fire, and I go, "Oh no." Sit down. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I said, but I got to go back in there. The guys are getting their jocks knocked off. <laughs> jocks that not. didn't work either. <laughs> hey, here's another one. The boy's uh, forcing the door. 44 yeah, truck. That's a good pick. That's a, good pick oh, that's a great shot, dude. Yeah, man. Now, I've never been able to track this down as definitely being Paul Thay's photos, but it was in the Daily News and Paul used to post a lot of pictures in the Daily News under other names. And, uh, and, and you know, it's a Bronx company. Uh, the only two pictures I know of that were in Harlem was this one. And, and there's another one that will be coming up, be a Brooklyn company, uh, hmm. where the firemen's begin being given oxygen. Uh, Petey, uh, yeah, Playhouse is talking about the camera that they used back then. Oh, let's see where, uh, where, uh, uh originally SPD. Oh, the Yashica Matt uh, WRR. Yep, that's another one for, uh, yeah, that was the firefighters, uh, photographer, firefighter photographer's choice way back. 
uh, the SPD graphic, then the Yoshika mat. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> that is that's bringing back some Yoshika mat, Mega. That's bringing back some memories. All right. I guess uh, that's why I couldn't think of Fat Daddy. The uh, we saw that the positive uh, pressure. Remember that one, Roshi? The positive pressure resuscitator. QC yeah, is yeah, asking yeah. if that was Chief Steve in the last picture uh, with the uh, as the deputy chief giving the helping the aiding the guy. This one right here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, obviously who, not. Uh, who is uh, who is that? What was this funeral, Mike? Do you know who that is? I know it was just one of the pictures and. You know, the guy is just so good at capturing images. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And it pretty much says that these pictures speak for themselves. They really do. They tell their own story, Mike. They, they all do. Yeah, man. Um this is a cute one right here. A little Dalmatian pup. Oh. <laughs> 40s uh, helmet there. Absolutely amazing. They're crazy-ass dogs, but uh, that's... Yeah, man, I had one. They're from my people, so it makes oh, a lot of oh. sense. Dalmatian coast, baby. Um, this is a good one right here. Look at this. Is that a, is that a cop helping the guy out on the rig? No. No, no. no that's a chauffeur. Okay, I was going to No, no, no. Jesus, that's awesome. And uh, you got the Chiefs aide shuffling right along there. <laughs> huh. You got people oh, yeah. hanging out the window. Oh, yeah, the guy on the top floor there. Got the officer telling him where to go. Oh, here we go. Someone, uh, Captain Tom again saying that someone told me Paul there used to use uh, two and a quarter by two and a quarter format, or you know, like a larger format camera. So that's possibly true because of the clarity of these images right here. This is the best picture. This next but, picture, the next one. Yeah. Oh my God! I see guys <laughs> going across the window. I mean, so. that, that picture's been talked about online for. Look at these dudes. Millenniums, man. Give me I mean, a break. That, that's just an incredible. But the guys yeah. holding the hook. It just right, shows you what guys Balls. Yeah. Uh, Holy sheetrock, dude. I'll tell you something else about that picture. Uh, Vinnie Dunn uh, went and messaged me that 
uh, after this picture appeared, I don't know where it appeared in the paper, but uh, the directive came down from from uh, chief of department. I don't know who it was at the time. <laughs> um, oh. That that uh, I believe it was the captain of twenty six truck formulate ladders three. I think it was. But the, the, the procedure where who carried what tool and where they were going in a truck company, which is the one they're using today, and they yeah, used yeah, back yeah. then, and it, it's just such a great plan, man. It was just, uh, it just works. No, it does work. And, and there was oh, also uh, no more play, no playing Spider Man on the side right. of the building. Everything is covered for every type of building. It, there's nothing left to chance. You just go to your position every time. Hmm. Amazing. Yeah, that's oh wow. That's that's the picture that where where the piece fell on a guy's head oh, used no. in that head. Look at a barber. Yeah, nuts. <laughs> yeah, Barbara's like, what the hell's going on over here? What? I just get that guy a haircut. This one going this way, that one going that way. <laughs> this guy's going what the hell? Going this way. This guy's got Holy something falling on his head. Fifty nine. <laughs> no shit. Badass. Oh man, these kids. Now this one. Always sad to see the kids. I guess there was some inhalation there. Is that what's going on? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Wow. All right. Now what's this one? What is that? Is that a baby? Or what is that? Yeah, he's doing CPR. He's giving rescue breath. three. Oh wow. No shit. Yeah, man. Wow. Oh my god. Uh, in the middle of yeah, that's a great action shot. I and mean, you can catch them like that. It done, man. Big blue. Oh my god, everyone's on oxygen. Uh, that's, that's the only. That's uh, the Brooklyn one. Yeah. You have to throw a Brooklyn one in there for Ruffy. I called that uh, early rehab. Early rehab. Two sixteen. Oh shit! Crazy. Two sixteen. Where's Ray? Fat Daddy Ray. Oh, look at this we one. have that one on the website too. Now, one. what is th what is this? Uh, what's this rig, guys? The ladder. What is this? Uh, I'll tell you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> one time, when our towel ladder had to go to the shops, the only spare they had was one of those, and it it's spring light, spring loaded wooden ladder. I was gonna say it looks like wood, man. Jeez. With a hand crank to extend it. Wow. <laughs> and these yeah, guys are going to the roof. Six stories. Wow. Yeah. With a t-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After he just put it up, cranked it up. Yeah. Exactly. Holy shit. No joke. Yeah, this I'm is real. I mean, again, this is as that. that's right there, man. Oh my God! That's uh, okay. Look real close. There's a kid between the two firefighters. Oh yeah! I don't see it. Wow. Yeah, oh yeah, man. Standing the kid off to the to the. Yep. Yep. Oh wow! The kid yeah, got no, handed I didn't off. Pick that up actually. Wow. Let me zoom in. See if I can zoom in without. Yeah. Look at the kid's face. There you go. Great. That is great. And and the mom is. Hanging Ouch. on a ledge. Yep. Holy smokes, dude. What That's a 26 truck. Wow, dude. What a shot. You know, it's funny. People be walking past that building 
they wouldn't realize that somebody was hanging out that window, right? Yeah. How many years ago? 50 years, years ago, ago. 60 years ago. Jeez. Oh. What was he opening up the there? roof? His wool coat on? What is he got? A wool pea coat on? What is what is he wearing there? Holy. Got his collar up. It's a nice little afternoon, you know. Something, you don't, something uh, you don't see anymore, though, right? TV antennas. You don't see them up there anymore. Wow, man. I've got a picture of um, <clears throat> of guys on a roof with Rescue 3 with everybody's wearing the, the turnout coats with the stripes on it. And Tommy McTeague is wearing one of those. A <laughs> peacoat? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, wow. Look at this fire, dude. What Can you it? read the wall? Read oh, the pick, yeah, yeah. Pick, yeah, pick pull it up, Petey. What does that say? Uh, no renting. Building no, condemned. No renting. Building <laughs> condemned. No renting. Got it. Wow. Nice. I don't think anybody's moving in there now. No. Uh, that thing's millions of dollars. Can't even go near it. Oh, what's happening here? Yeah, another, another shot. Another grab. Is oh, grab two. two? Is he got two there? No, there's one in his arm and there's one in the window. Yeah, you oh, see the, I see the, the one in the window. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, no, yeah. and then you see the parent too, right there. Yeah. yeah, to the left. So it's three people, two kids, and a parent. Holy mackerel coming out. The I window. call that one faces in the window. Yeah. Wow. Can you uh now look if you were grabbing this kid, Lou, or or cat or anybody, could you possibly grab both the kids at once or would you come back? No, nah, I would you would either hand it off to somebody who's behind you or right. you'd have to come. You, what you could do is you could put them between your you know, put them in the rungs I below mean, you, you had a little no bit. Choice if there was yeah. fire coming out the window, okay. Then, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, you, you know the last thing you want to do is drop somebody from the third floor window. No, of course, because I'm sure yeah. that lady's trying to get that kid out of there as fast as right. possible. You know, so there's a lot of pressure. Most of the time, somebody anybody. will come up behind you. That's great. Oh well, that's freaking awesome. Oh, holy! He's getting the hell out of there. <laughs> what is Pete caught on? What is evening gown on there? <laughs> yeah. holy. Wow! Just grabbing the ladder. Lord. The ladder's got to be cooked. Yeah. Look at the amount of fire. Actual fire, not it's smoke. Just getting out of there in time, looks like. See the boot up at the top of the ladder? Oh, shit. There's another <laughs> one up there. <laughs> See, you really have to yeah. look at every part of the picture because that guy's got to get the hell out of there. Look too. at that boot. <laughs> and they are roasting. Damn. Yeah, that guy's going to be getting uh, – he's feeling the heat for sure. Dude. It's a smoking is... jacket. I, I, is it just, I, I mean – In more ways know, than one. <laughs> to, to Captain Tom's point there earlier, we're really seeing a lot more fire in these fire photos than smoke. Yeah. It really is the case. Oh, my God. All right. Your neighborhood. Firehouse Savior is gone. Newspaper clipping. What's what, Who is this? This is Adam Vineski. He's the grocer that headed oh, shit. things yeah, up. Yeah. And when he was... Uh, um. I think it was in 04, he was coming up out of the subway and he got a massive heart attack. Oh, shit. And the firemen that responded were from 212. And for his wow. funeral, the firemen from 212, their family asked the firemen from 212 to be pallbearers. No, really? But so they gave him a good, gave Adam a good send off. Uh, 
this guy was just stories that'll get lost, man. <laughs> That's why we had this podcast, buddy. Yeah, man, this is amazing. Um, so we saw we saw our people's uh, people's firehouse photos, and here's the last. This is a great shot. Twenty-six are coming off the fire escape. Another grab, just lots of grabs. That's what I was trying to explain to you, Pete. You put the person in between the the ladder and yourself. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. And then you hold on for dear life with those, <laughs> with anything you got. My God, really awesome, dude. Yeah, these are all of our black and whites, and then we can get into the the other photos of uh, Virginia soon. But uh, I think we maybe want to talk about that move next, Kev. I do. I thought I plugged my computer back in. Sorry oh, about that. Shalom. <laughs> I kicked it out. Shalom. Mike, those were amazing. Really, that really. I'm glad I could share them this way. Those man. are some of the best pictures. Now for forty years. Yeah, <laughs> those are some of the best pictures ever taken. Really, I mean, every time you see him, you know it's his picture. Right. You know? Yep. So here's an, this guy. You said you were in the fire service for over sixty years. You're still doing it, right? Even you found a way to do it, even after you got out of the FDNY. So you moved to West Virginia, not Virginia. You moved to West Virginia, and you become a member of the Elmo Volunteer Fire Company back in 1980. Correct. Uh, yes. Yeah. What uh, happened there was, uh, I, I moved, uh, almost didn't find a place to live. We had a thing set up. We came, came into West Virginia, like the Beverly Hillbillies with my mother-in-law in the back <laughs> of the truck and, uh, and, uh, your furniture, your dining room table, furniture and everything. You didn't have your mother-in-law on the roof, did you? She was in the car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we uh, had a place set, in, uh, had, thought we had a place set up in Elkins. That fell through. And then we stayed at a friend's house and uh, started advertising for a place to live. And about the last day before we were going to turn around and go back to New York, found a place in Elmore, West Virginia. And uh, Couple of days later, I pull into uh, this gas station grocery place out in the country there, and uh, this kid comes out and he, uh, he he's, he's looking at me and he's looking at the the vehicle and he sees the international uh, sticker on the back of, back of the car, and he goes, uh, "Are you a fireman?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, I was back in New York." Uh, he says, "We got a fire department." And I said, oh, oh yeah. I said, uh, oh. he said, said we'd like to come back down and see it. And, and uh, yeah, maybe later later on, what time should I be there? So I go down there, and the fire department had been formed three years earlier. Holy shit. And, and they had gotten, uh, found this, uh, the first firehouse was an old school bus shed. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh my Man, it's cool bullshit. Would have had a FWD, maybe 53 model pumper in it. And, uh, and they moved out of there and they, they found an abandoned garage in, in, uh, at the side of an old sawmill, which was on the other side of the river. And uh, it had just about enough room to fit the truck. And uh, it, it wasn't really a very good place to be. But, uh, but, but, but what happened was they, tr- they got the, 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 the location for the firehouse, and it was in Randolph County. The, the uh, <clears throat> community is divided between Randolph County and Upshur County. And... They they found uh, they tried to get a charter from Randolph County, and the fire chief over there said, "Now, now you already got a fire department. It's us." They were ten miles away, <laughs> you know. And, and the reason the people wanted a fire department is because it was taking they were ten miles away. away. <laughs> had, a, had a couple of couple of fires. People lost their homes and then a fire death. Saved, saved the foundation. It's like that. Right. So they kind of like all pitched in, and uh, they they got a hold of some old uh, Navy surplus fire coats and 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 boots and and helmets and anything they could get, and uh, but they couldn't get a charter, so they went to Upshur County, and Upshur County gave them a charter, and uh, that's how they got started. And uh, it, it was like about as for me, it was about as far from fighting fires in Harlem as you can get. <laughs> I think the population of, of Elmore is maybe about 300 or so. Oh, my goodness um, gracious! The fire department does mutual aid to, to the other uh, adjoining fire districts, and uh, over the years, they built up to um. Well, I got to think I got a picture of the – I got pictures there of the old fire station. I got gotcha. you. It's got a river behind it. Well, first of all, hold on. How, how many Before people are the in station, there now, Mike? Look at this. Okay. Who the hell is that? <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's the, that's a, the former fire chief, Goen Tenney. I, I took over from him. And uh, – Behind, behind, they kind of raised fun, funds by doing penny ante, penny ante, bingo games, and uh, that was like a weekly affair. And 
made a little <laughs> money there, got a little money from the county. Uh, wow. Then another thing we did was uh, doing road tolls. I think I've got some needy. Uh, hold on. Here's <laughs> the uh, here's a firehouse, Look, right? That That's the old firehouse. That's the original firehouse. That's wow. the one that was the bus deep, the bus, uh, uh, what you were saying, the uh, bus garage? No, the bus garage was even the new smaller one. than that. Oh, all right. <laughs> really? That's the new one, right? That's right the new, new fire station. Yeah, wow, you nice. came a long way, brother. <laughs> and then you said road toes. Oh, look at that thing. This is what happens when you when the fire chief is a is a, a, a NASCAR fan. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You got another. You got the hood. There's a picture of the hood. Uh, I think so. Right here. <laughs> there you go. Oh, nice. Wow, man. Nice. That's, That's so cool, great. bro. So, how many members of the fire department now do you have? Uh, probably about sixteen. Uh, they've got a lot of <laughs> a lot of ladies involved, a lot of female firefighters. Really? <clears throat> and uh, the guys in the chat are saying that the toothbrush was invented in West Virginia. Otherwise, it would have been called a teeth brush. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I've been through West Virginia, man. Oh, sticking in your grandma. I've seen it. Uh, I've I, seen I speak it. the language. I speak the language. A creek is a crick. A oh. kettle is a kittle. I, I, I ah, so you picked up on the lingo. <laughs> did right. you, uh, did you, you know what uh, the tones sound like when they get a run? The tones? <laughs> did you get it to... Uh, almost heaven, West Virginia. <laughs> 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 That's the challenge, right? Yeah, did you ever get into any of that beef with the Hatfields and the McCoys down there? You know, not yet. <laughs> That's what hey, goes on, man. Hey, Mike, there's a question for you in the chat. Uh, they want to know what actually made you go to West Virginia in the first place. Uh, <laughs> cost of living in New York was one of them. Uh, Makes sense. I found it was uh, a lot better place to raise our kids. Uh, what made you pick West Virginia, though? Just, uh... <laughs> we had a friend, uh, name was Cherie Chenoweth, and uh, she was sharing an apartment with us. And uh, I don't know, she went out one weekend and uh, uh, come back and said, I, 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 I met this guy from West Virginia. It sounded like a real cool place. I think I'll go down there and check it out. There you go. <laughs> so a couple of weeks later, she, she goes down there and then she comes back and, and she says, yeah, I'm definitely moving. And uh, she moved down and then we started going down to visit. And it was one time a year, two times a year, three times. And he said, you know what? We're never going to awesome. get rich here in New York. <laughs> and it's real pretty down there. So let's do it. No, it is pretty. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. How old, and, how old are you now, Mike? How long have you been down there? How old are you now? Uh, since 1980. And how old are you? I'm 75. Just turned 75. Nice. Three quarter century. Beautiful. So you got the. Actually, you worked your way up uh, to captain. You got promoted to captain in '82. You moved up pretty fast, bro. From '80 to '82. Well, they didn't have much to pick from. He <laughs> <laughs> just. He just took. He just stole my joke right there, bro. I had it all teed up, Mike. You took it away from me. <laughs> I, I, you know, I. I uh, it's just a whole different environment down there, and, and uh, 
And and I give those people a lot of credit for just forming the fire department and bringing it to where it is today. Uh, you don't have a whole lot of fires, and uh, and 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 one thing I'm I'm idea I've been floating around is uh, trying to have get a group together that watches this show and pays pays attention for the tips of the day. Because, uh, you know, I, I, I went to instructing school and I never really did any textbook teaching because I'm a Facebook table guy. <laughs> and that's where I learned right. what I know. And, and they, they don't really have, they don't really know what a Facebook uh, kitchen table is there because they don't have that right. uh, in the department, you know. And I, I, I want to try to introduce them to that because... You learn a lot. You learn a lot that will save your ass in a fire. And uh, Sit him down, and, Mike. Turn on the computer and spin up the old Getting Salty podcast, bro. Well, 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 I'll bring it right to the kitchen table. Well, I, well the thing, thing about uh, the podcast and YouTube is I can skip by the stuff that don't apply and Correct. just zero in on right. that. Right, right, and right. we can have discussions about that just like you do at the kitchen table. And uh, that that's 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 what I'm aiming for at this point. And um, 75 years well, old, and you're still involved heavily in the fire service. That's what I'm well, talking about. Well, lifetime. I, I don't go to fire. You know, I, I had a triple bypass a few years ago. And, but you're uh, still involved, right? Yes, I. I you know, there you go. I don't go run into fires. Uh, I thought about going to try to take pictures, but. I know myself, and if I do that and I see something, I'm gonna <laughs> you're going to be in the building pulling ceiling. <laughs> Somebody get Mike out of there already. Grab him. Get him out. Well, I, I, uh, several years ago, I was pulling a ceiling, and a big chunk of it come down, knocked me on my butt. Uh-huh. And that, that was that turned out to be a herniated disc. Oh, <laughs> I've got one of those. Nice. Mm. Not good. Yeah. yeah, I got that. That sucks. Yeah, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So Pete, is it? I think now that we're talking about the tips and old school yeah. tips, it might be that time. Well, that's correct, sir. It is time for the old school tip of the day. Day, day, day. day. Go away, get sir. a mic. Oh, <laughs> okay. When we when we used to cut a roof with the saw, and I guess we wanted the first companies to get a saw. Uh, whenever you're cutting a roof. Roof probably got about an inch or two of uh, tar on top of the wood. And we used to take an axe and cut, do your cut lines with the axe and get, get the tar out of the way and then cut it with the saw. So I'd say that would be a good one. And another one is uh, if you're trying to recruit somebody into a fire department, look at your veterans look at your veterans and, and really talk to them about it because those guys, you don't have to do a whole lot of training for them to understand uh, how to f- follow orders or why you follow orders. And, and, and I really think uh, that's the way to go. And, and I've, I, I observed the difference between people that aren't veterans and the ones that are. Um, and uh, what else can I tell you? <laughs> um, there was other pictures I wanted to go to, but I don't know if you know if we don't have the time. That's fine. What do you got, Dave? We can throw another one up there. What do you want? 
I'm going to get to the Alamo Fire Department, West Virginia. Okay, Petey. Uh, just, just generally speaking, any photo or? I'll just put them up. Like, that was a very great tip, yeah, man, about the, uh, yeah, it, it's, we haven't heard anything even close to that. That's a great tip, Mike, about the military guys, the veterans, really. So, again, right. throw them up there, man. What do you got? Okay. they do. This uh, fire department does a lot of good things, good deeds for the, for the, for the public and the community. It's really uh, loves them, gives them a lot of support. Uh, about the last three years, they've been doing a shop with a firefighter at Walmart. And uh, uh, the one they just did, they, they uh, told the kid, go pick out a good winter coat, good out, pick out a good pair of boots, and you got $100 to spend on whatever you want after that. And I think they had 114 kids this Wow, this year. that's great. Wow. Good and for you, nice. man. Good job. Nice. Uh, we have some. Yeah, is this the same thing? Yeah, definitely. Same thing, yeah. Yeah, man. I want to see that picture a little bit further down, Petey. Which one, then? From that good-looking fella, good-looking woman there. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoa, who's that guy? I don't know who that is. <laughs> that, that's me and, and my, my wife Jennifer, who was uh she's she when she gets involved in something, she goes two hundred percent and she definitely did it with the people's firehouse and any any other thing I've got I got involved in. Uh and you know that song uh There's a Rose in Spanish Harlem? Yep. Okay. Uh, about Sometime after I, I left the job, uh, and and uh, my uh, fir first marriage ended, I went to a, a Christmas party, and th this woman is looking at me and looking at me, and, and she's going, I, oh, I, I know you. And I said, I don't know. How, how did you know me? She, I said, where are you from? Uh, she, her father, her family came down uh, poor, very poor, uh, they lived in a rent-controlled apartment up on the Upper West Side, and uh, the landlord got a lawyer and got them out of there. And the only place they could move to was uh, 123rd between second, second and third. Right around the corner. <laughs> right around the corner. <laughs> so, so, so we kind of figured maybe, maybe that's that's how how she knew me and. And it was kind of loved at first sight, and uh, we've been together for oh, I don't long, know, long time, fifty man. years or so. Wow, good for you, man! But she picked you up. Basically, <laughs> she's only human, right? I mean, she saw you. That's it, done. <laughs> My wife picked me up, so that was a good move. Good looking too. pictures, man. Good nice, nice. Give me one, Pete. What else you, you got? You did there? all right, Mike. I think you married up there, kid. Oh, I did definitely. Join the club. Uh, this is. This is how you make money when you're a volunteer fire department and you're not getting much funding from the government. Uh, uh, they had uh, Route 33 ran through Elmore. So all the interstate uh, at the time, all the interstate traffic went right through our little town. And we set up a road toll. And uh, you got another picture of guys with a boot. Oh, this is when they do the Fill the boot. Hey, it. I feel yeah. the boot in uh, Long Beach all the time. Uh, that's an 80s photo right there, man. It's an 80 Oldsmobile. Nice. <laughs> a lot of olds. Um, yeah, and then we'd go out there and uh, 
you know, we put plenty of traffic cones just to get them slowing down, coming to where we were standing. We used to make pretty good change and make a thousand dollars or more in a couple of hours. And uh, we did it, did it every year. And then they uh, built the interstate where we didn't get that much traffic. So that wasn't a good deal. And you, had to, you had to move around and get them somewhere else. Fill the boot. What else you got, Petey? Take a shot of this rig here. Okay. You recognize that truck? Let's see. Nope. Uh, it's got the pike axe on the side. Uh -huh. that's, that's an old Bronx rear mount. Is that right? It's got I don't the... know what company it was in, but it came from New York City. Is that the phone booth? That's the phone booth, I think. Okay. Nice. So you guys got a hold of that bad boy? Uh, yeah, it was, it's the Buchanan Fire Department. It's the nice. fire department in town. And uh, the, the siren needed repairs, so they come out there with their truck and provide uh, mm. a little mutual aid. And uh, Cool. You know, that, nice, Pete. What else you got? I got one more here. Sucking sap. What's, okay. what's going on there? Yeah. Draft. Okay. Uh, when I first came down there, there weren't <clears throat> hydrants at all out, out in the country. And uh, the way you moved water uh, was you have a tanker. And, and it dumped the water in the tank. And then you'd suck the water out in, with the pumper to fight Jeez. the fire. And it had like tanker relays huh. to keep the water moving. And uh, so, so that that that's how to. They were probably doing a hose test there, but but that's that's what that's about. You ain't kidding. Right. Different way of firefighting down there, huh, fella? You ain't kidding. Now they have a lot. They've put in a lot of hydrants since then, so it makes, right. makes it a lot nice. better. It, it helps people with the ISO rating. <clears throat> it's nice. Saves a lot a lot of money on ISO rating. Huh. Yeah, one more here. Look at that. What do we got there? Okay, what what we do is a lot of medevac. There's a outfit called HealthNet that's run by the WVU Health System, and uh, whenever a helicopter has to land and pick somebody up, uh, set up a landing zone for them and mark out where the landing zone is and talk to the helicopter on on the radio and get them in and out. And uh, we're very fortunate in Upshur County. There's an airport in Upshur County in Buchanan uh, where one of these helicopters is stationed. So if you get into a wreck around our, our town, uh, you, you get help pretty quick if you need it. Nice. Nice, man. There you go. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right. Excellent. Um, you got something. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to the. Yeah, uh, shout out time, fella. Go ahead. Uh, I had some fire pictures there from. Uh, can we can we go back to pictures? I, I uh, yeah. From which which photo do you need? There should be fires. Uh, a big fire in town in Buchanan. Uh, let's see. Three tower ladders. Three tower ladders. Let me find it before I post it up, so I'm not boring everyone with the. Uh, uh, hmm. 
Maybe you didn't get them all. I don't know. No, I mean, uh, I don't have the three. I had this, but this is not what you're talking about. What's nope. that? That's the That's at an intersection where after all these years and about 20 people getting killed trying to cross oh, the intersection, there's no light. There's no nothing on on going east east of it uh, is is a big turn and west coming into it is, uh, is it's a hill. This is like at the top of a hill. So the yeah. visibility is really bad for people crossing the road. And it been, been, I, I would say it had been about 20 ki people killed over the years. They finally uh, install, are going to install lives. Traffic lights. light, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's been a long time coming, but hopefully that will help. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, that's um, everything, though. I don't have the big fire photo because okay. uh, I looked um, through everything just now. Hey, give, the, give the shout out anyway, Mike. I give the, well, I want to uh, I give a shout out to J.B. Campbell, uh, Chief of McCannon Fire Department. They had a fire recently where um, it could have burnt the whole block. And and he, he had it all set up with his mutual aid to where he had three towel at his by the time everything was done, and uh, the the, uh, the fire was in a a hundred year old house, wood frame house, that was that they built a brick building around, and it was just a weird weird situation. But it, there was just a lot of fire there, and they they got it. And uh, also, I'd like to give a shout out to Joey Baxter. Um, He's a, maybe you heard of him. He's been uh, a fire instructor, works out of the Buchanan Fire Department. He's got all kinds of videos and things and uh, travels around the country. And maybe a guy you might want to try to get on here because he's got a good perspective on things. And uh, uh, and shout out to my uh, my brothers and sisters at, at the Elmore Volunteer Fire Department. You guys just doing a whole lot of good things for 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 the community and and every everything, man. It, it just uh, somebody suffers a death in the family to run a fundraiser to help. Uh, if somebody's involved in a crash or something, they they do fun they do fundraisers left and right to help people, and they're really good. That's great. Uh, one of the things they did they built a ramp for for a disabled veteran. Get into the house. Nice. Yeah. Those are just some of the things they do. But yeah, uh, yeah, I just yeah. like to to do put that out there. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ruffy? You got any shout outs? Nah, man. I just want to say, Mike, it was uh really it was an honor to talk to you today. I mean, I see you posting stuff on uh, the fan page every once in a while. I do get a kick out of seeing your stuff on there. So uh it was good to have you on the show. Yeah, well, I enjoyed it. Even though we botched your name many times, Mike, I really appreciate you coming. Everybody on. does. Mike. Don't worry it. about it. Mike, you, <laughs> your, your pictures are great. Uh, the show was great. I always love giving a little different look to the show, and you definitely brought that that old school people's, look. Man. I really people's appreciate firehouse it. getting that information was good too. That's I another great, yeah, great information. What else there you got, you Katie? Go. You got anything? Uh, there was some. I thought it was an LAFD and a Wisconsin line of duty death. So someone was mentioning. So that's always rough, you know. Um, so they were saying, yeah, there we go. LA, 
Uh, five bells for a L.A. County firefighter that died today at a house fire. It was a line of duty death? Yes. Yeah. Five bells. Stand by. Rest in peace, brothers. All right, Petey. All right, that's all. Tomorrow we got a we got a cup of Joe and Fuego coming out tomorrow morning, Petey. Yeah, it's it's all set to shoot up there for nine in the morning. So everybody, get yourselves up and watch a cup of Joe tomorrow. It's gonna be a good one. Send in some pictures, please. Send them in. Send in the hot wives. Send in all the pictures. (laughs) Send in the the practical jokes. Send in the pictures. And uh, if you like those pictures that Mike had, we have. Another gentleman who did something similar, buffed out in the 60s, the early 60s, and put them on old 8mm uh, camera and is transferring, oh, yeah. him to DV, transferring him to DVD for us. So we will be getting a hold of that and playing those little gems as well. Yeah, yeah, so for sure. That's what I got. Yep. That's all, all I right. got. Mike, thank you. you. It's been a pleasure. Ruffy, you got anything? No, Good night. <laughs> stay, stay with us, Mike. Don't hang up here, Mike. Stay with us for the pack show. All right, Petey, take us out, kiddo. All right, uh, guys, you know the deal. Listen to us on the audio version of this podcast on iTunes Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, wherever fine audio podcasts are found. Guys, if you're here, though, at YouTube.com, getting salty experience, please like, subscribe, and share. Can't do it without you. This is the year to syndicate the show. Get it out there, here, there, everywhere. The more you share, the more we uh, we can do for you guys. More, more shows, more travel, more all, all kinds of fun stuff. So like, subscribe, and share. Uh, Instagram, guys, at Salty Dog Inc. is where you will find us. You'll find all these kinds of fire photos on our on our uh, Instagram page. Mr. Refrano is up there working at uh, 2.38 every single morning when he has an espresso. You know, he's uh, firing up those photos up there. Nice. Uh, getting salty apparel.com, guys. You know, that's how we pay the bills around here. Thank you also to everyone who hooked us up in the super chat. Uh, major thanks. Guys, the Getting Salty Fans page is a wild and crazy place. Wonderful comments, beautiful memes, all the wonderful sharing in the fire community that goes on there no nonsense fun uh so head on over to the getting salty uh fans page on facebook if you're on facebook uh shoot us your questions we love questions because we like to do q a's at getting salty experience at gmail.com and for cup of joe and fuego get us all your helmet cam footage your uh fire photos your hot old lady contest photos uh your mustache photos, tattoos, rigs, all that good stuff goes to Coob's podcast at gmail.com. And that is all the news that's fit to print. Excellent day. All right, ladies and gents. Love you. We love you. We'll yeah, see you. We'll been see a great you, uh, start to on, a great year. Yeah, man. We'll see you on Monday. And uh, don't forget the cup of Joe and Fuego tomorrow morning. Hit it up. All right, guys. Remember what I always say? Courage is colorblind. All right, everybody. We'll see you at the big one. Cheers, everybody.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.